You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. It's Monday, November 11th, 2019. I am your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. So good to be with you today as we talk about the New York Jets and a victory yesterday, the Jets' second victory of 2019 over the New York Giants. But before we get to that, if you enjoy this show, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast source, and we will deliver new episodes to your device each morning as they are posted. Also, if you enjoy the show, please leave it a good review. That helps us out a lot. Um, Just like to say a special thank you out there. Today is Veterans Day, uh, so thank you to those out there who've served. In the Commonwealth countries, it's called Remembrance Day or Poppy Day, but to those of you who've served in the armed forces, thank you. You Today I think of my brother who's active duty in the Navy. I think of my two grandfathers. Um, There was the original John B. who served in both World War II and Korea, and my other grandfather uh, who served in the Korean conflict. Uh, So anyway, anybody who's served in our armed forces, let me just say thank you. Thank you to you. Um, the Jets got a victory yesterday. It is just, as I said, it's just their second victory of the 2019 season. They won the Battle of New York. It's, um, you know, it's a, been a dismal football year in New York, and you knew for one of these teams it would get things would get a little bit more dismal. The Jets beat the Giants 34 to 27. They go to two and seven on the 2019 season. And look, you know, the Jets in the locker room yesterday were talking about the game being a turning point of the season. And, you know, they they talk about how they're still mathematically alive and they still have their eyes on the playoffs. And I, I get that they have to say that. But, you know, realistically, not a lot changed. We This team still needs massive changes. This team is going to require massive changes uh, to get where they they need to go. Um, so, you know, like I, just because you beat the Gi- the Giants are one of the worst teams in the league and the Giants are a mess right now. And frankly, the Giants might be one of the t- few teams in the league that has worse coaching than the Jets. Uh, Pat Shermer is just an awful head coach. He might be a good assistant. He is an awful head coach. Um, so, you know, all that in mind. And, you know, like I've talked about how I'm not sure how much it wins help this team in the grand scheme of things right now at this point. But here's what I will say. You know, people talk about draft position they talk about you know, losing games on purpose so that you you get a better draft pick well you know that's not a big deal unless you're going maybe if you're going for a quarterback it is but we always talk about leading up to the draft i always talk about the the virtues of trading down and there's a reason for that is that there's a perception that like the third pick is much more valuable than the eighth pick or you know something like that the, the pick the higher pick is much more valuable than the lower pick but if you actually look at the results, now your miles may vary depending on the year. There are some years, some draft classes where the higher, you know, a higher pick is substantially more valuable depending on who's available. But in general, generally speaking, there's not a big difference, especially if like you're picking in the top ten. There's just not a big difference in expected value. The higher pick is nowhere near the lock you people make it out to be. The lower pick, uh, you can still get good players. So you know, the whole idea of you know losing for draft positioning is just it's. It's not that valuable. Um, I think what the Jets got from this game are two things. First of all, now the entire media will turn its attention to the Giants for a week. The Jets don't have to deal with being the worst team in the city. The Jets are not going to have to deal with, uh, 
you know, all the, the what the Jets, what they've been dealing with, which is just talk about how embarrassing they've been and not unjustifiably so. Uh, you know, the Jets have been awful. The Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins last week. Let's not forget about that. The Jets have deserved most of the criticism they've gotten. But for a week now, now another team can draw the attention. Another, you know, poorly run team, another dysfunctional franchise can draw the attention. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be entertaining, even if you're. I don't have a ton of hate toward the Giants, but I, I do find that organization starting from the starting at the top with the ownership to be very smug, especially as it relates to the Jets. So let's enjoy. You know, there were stories uh, yesterday about John Mara leaving the stadium angry, he didn't want to talk to anybody. So you, you get to enjoy that. You get to enjoy the crosstown rival kind of having a tough time. You know, get getting dealt. Uh, a very difficult, you know, dealing themselves a difficult hand, and you know, question, you know, you might wonder, are the Giants the worst team in the NFL at this point? Uh, but the, more importantly, I mean, that's just kind of fun for Jets fans. More importantly, is this, you know, no matter how you felt about this game, this quarterback really did need a, a good performance. This is Sam Darnold's been very up and down. Um, you know, he's struggled with some some really awful decisions, and this was with the performance he needed to kind of settle things down, steady things. As we move forward, it was a good performance. I think, you know, in the context of how little help he has, it was a very good performance. He was the most important thing is he was smart with the football. You know, he wasn't making any of those crazy throws we've seen the last two games. He was, or the last three games, really. Uh, he was just, he played a really solid game. He moved well within the pocket, he made the right decisions. He was aggressive, but he wasn't. You know, there's, there's a fine line between aggressive and reckless. He made some aggressive throws, but he, I don't, I don't remember any reckless throws, and you know, that's, that's the difference. And you know, look, I, I don't think that this win necessarily does a lot for the Jets long term. This is a team that's, uh, it's like I said, it's a team that, that's really not that good. It's a team that needs wholesale changes. Still needs wholesale changes. Coaching staff. It needs wholesale changes on the roster. But the quarterback needed a, a game like this. And the Jets have put Darnold in a tough spot this year with the way they've constructed this roster. I mean, they essentially are asking the tw you know 22-year-old to carry the entire load. And it's not a shock that he's not up to the task. It's very difficult to do. You know, typically the teams that are – so tip, the quarterbacks were able to do it are far – have been in the league far longer and are far more advanced in their game. What you're seeing with Darnold is that he can occasionally do it. He did it against Dallas, and he did it again in this game. I mean, he had to lift this team. It was not a good offensive line performance once again. Really had no running game, and his receivers are his receivers are not that good. If we're going to be honest, his receivers really are not that good. Um, you know, if you ask him to do it every single week, it's not going to work. But what you want to see is you want to see every now and then him show that capability. You know, the promise of what could be to come if everything clicks and I think we saw that in this game you know it wasn't as good as this game against Dallas but I think it within the context of the situation with how you know just how little he has to work with I, I think it's difficult for me to remember many wrong decisions there and that's a very positive development for this team and maybe it gets people off his back a little bit this has been a rough month for Sam uh, lots of people have been you know talking do the Jets draft a quarterback and I think that's been it's been it's been unfair because the, the situation he's been put in. You know, I was saying this. It's not like I just made this up after he started struggling. I was saying this when he was out with Mono. I said it even after the Dallas game where he lit it up that, you know, this is not a great situation right now. And you should expect some, some bumps along the way. 
um, what you really want is just to see some promise along with those bumps, and I think we saw that in Sunday's game. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit and no waiting at the pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. You get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. Locked on Jets podcast, the day after the Jets register their second win of 2019, they beat the New York Giants in the in a game between the two New York NFL teams. The Jets win the game 34-27. to yeah, I'll tell you, this was an interesting contest because this is not, what happened in this game is not typical in the NFL. This game was not won in the trenches. You know, there's an old cliche that games are won in the trenches, and generally that's a, it's an accurate cliche, and we can we know that firsthand from watching the Jets this year. The, losing in the trenches is one of the biggest reasons this team is two and seven. But this was an interesting game because the defenses both on both sides dominated the offensive lines, the in the trenches, um, and it, it, you know, both offensive lines were dealing with some injuries, um, but it's uh, it. And, you know, both offensive lines aren't really that great to begin with. But really, both defenses controlled the line of scrimmage. Yet the offenses moved the ball very effectively through the air. So this was, you know, it's an, it was a very interesting game from, from that standpoint. Still, I think there were some standouts on defense for the Jets. Um, and, you know, I'll, I, I'll get to the guy who played the best later on because he was not a guy who played in the trenches. But some very, some really impressive, some Jets defenders, some young Jets defenders who really might be coming along. Um, and the guy who, to me, if you followed him this season, you may not have, you, you may not appreciate it unless you were looking close at it. But Foley Fatukasi is really becoming a player. He was a late round pick a year ago. And he, I tell you, he's really become an impressive player for this team. And it's not necessarily all showing up in the stat sheet. Um, you know, he had, he had one tackle for a loss, which actually was a pretty significant play in the game. Uh, but he's just winning his matchups. He's winning his one-on-ones. He's, he, he's, when you're talking about like an interior type lineman, their production doesn't always st- show up in the stat sheet. Sometimes it's just winning and making it, making somebody else's job a lot easier. You know, if you're tying up blockers and I know it doesn't, you know, it, people mock the idea that you can be making a big impact without filling up the stat sheet. Well, it's not true because sometimes when you tie up blockers, you give a, you're, you give the other guy an easy tackle. You know, you give somebody behind you an easy tackle where you don't have to shed blocks. And that's what he, he's just doing a tremendous job in there. And it's not just, you see, this was not just a one-time deal. This could be a, you know, he could be growing into something. He could be growing into a player for this defense because he's been playing really well over the last month. So this is a you know this is an excellent uh, development for the Jets and another guy another young guy this guy did fill up the stat sheet Nathan Shepard guy who really has gotten a lot of grief from the fan base not on again you know when I say he's gotten a lot of grief that doesn't necessarily mean it's all unfair you know he was kind of an older prospect when he was drafted so I think there was some skepticism there you know when you're an older prospect you have, to, you have less time to develop into you know you have less you the idea is that you have less upside because you're already 
kind of fully developed. Your career is going to be shorter. Um, and in addition to that, Shepard did not produce much as a rookie, not a big shock, but dealt with a suspension this year. A tremendous performance by Shepard. Three tackles for a loss and a sack. And could have had a second sack if not for a penalty. So, you know, he's really growing into something. Uh, Jordan Jenkins with a pair of sacks for the Jets on defense. Um, you know, the Jets, it's amazing how many guys stood out on defense considering how poorly, the how many points the Giants scored. But uh, Jordan Jenkins had a pair of sacks. Now, he's these sacks, I think, were a little less impressive than, than some of the other plays that were made by, like, like the Shepard plays. Because Jenkins, the first one was kind of a coverage sack. Uh, that Jenkins got to. And Jenkins really doesn't have any pass rush moves, so you know I don't I don't know how I don't know how much to buy into the idea that Jenkins is developing into a pass rusher because I'm not sure it's sustainable. But still, two sacks are two sacks. You know, we'll talk about the long term at later in the future. We'll talk about the long term in the long term. Jenkins is playing a good game, and he had he also had a pressure that impacted the pass. So that's a good job by Jordan Jenkins. So Jenkins had a good game, but I think on defense, the guy who had the strongest game was. The guy who's the best player on the team, and that's Jamal Adams. And it's been an up-and-down year for Jamal, and he really has not played as well this year as he did a year ago. And things have certainly have gotten turbulent over the last couple of weeks where, let's just be honest, Adams didn't, had, did not handle the trade walk, the trade talk well. He handled, I mean, he handled trade rumors about as poorly as I've ever seen a player handle trade rumors. Um, but he came out in this game, and he played He played lousy last week. He came out and played a great game. And this one, he had a pair of strip sacks on third down plays. Yeah, I think he had, he had like four tackles that ended drives on third downs, including a pair of strip sacks. Now, the first one, and look, th that's part of that is just understanding your opponent, you know, doing your, your homework before a game. Because you know Daniel Jones has just not held on to the ball. Ball security has been a big issue with Daniel Jones, so he went for the ball. The first one was the Giants got a little lucky because the ball bounced into Saquon Barkley's hands. Uh, but on the second one, Adams just, like, Adams, first of all, beat Saquon Barkley's block. And not only did he beat Saquon Barkley's block, he just ripped, he just took the ball straight from Jones. It's one of the most amazing plays you'll ever see. You don't see it often where a guy just rips the ball out. Of, he doesn't strip him. He just, it's not so much a strip as he just ripped, stole the ball from Jones, took it out of his hands and ran into the end zone. Uh, you know, this is what you're looking for. I mean, this is, there are not many safeties who go in the top 10 of the NFL draft. So you want to see something exceptional from a safety who does. And that's what Jamal Adams gave you in this game. It was one of the finest performances is of Jamal Adams' career. It's the type of play that shows you why Adams is such a rare safety. He's such a rare commodity at the safety position. He, he played a tremendous game in this one. You know, and that's the thing on offense who played well. I mean, I'd say Darnold played well. Jamison Crowder had his moments. Demarius Thomas had his moments. I mean, there weren't a lot of guys who played that great on offense. I mean, it was really kind of a quarterback-driven performance on offense. On defense, there were, defense had some big problems, but there was a lot of guys who played well, a lot of guys who gave you encouraging performances moving forward. Locked on Jets podcast the day after the Jets get a win. They defeat the New York Giants 34-27 yesterday at MetLife Stadium. They go to 2-7 and seven on the 2019 season. You know what? I, here's what I thought the most important sequence of, of the game was. Now, the Jets jumped out to an early 14-0 lead. The offense looked great on, you know, plays we presume are scripted. I don't know whether Adam Case actually scripts his first few plays, but it seems like the last few weeks they've, they've been doing well on the plays he would script uh, if he does. Uh, Jets got up to an early 14-0 lead. Then the Giants came back. Uh, it was 14-13 at halftime. Then came the Adams uh, steal of the ball from, Adam, from Daniel Jones. 
where he took it into the end zone. So it was 21-13. The Giants went back down, scored a touchdown. Um, Twenty the Giants scored two touchdowns. The Giants actually took the lead. The Jets had blown a 14-0 lead. And I think that this game kind of had a little sense of, oh, here we go again. After the Giants took the lead, the Giants were up 27-21 after their second uh, touchdown of the third quarter. Jets put together a nine-play drive, and it ended in a 53-yard field goal by Sam Ficken. Jets were still down at that point, but it just kind of – I feel I felt like at the time that drive kind of stabilized the game for the Jets, and the key play there was a, on a third-and-seven play, Darnold scrambled for 24 yards. Uh, he just took the ball and ran. And, look, Sam Darnold's not a scrambler. He's not a guy who's going to do a ton of damage with his legs, but he's a mobile guy. You know, he, he has mobility. He scored – he actually had a rushing touchdown early in the game on his own read. Um, and, you know, I think that was kind of the sign of where Sam was yesterday. He was he was just seeing the field well. And you know, sometimes against man coverage, you just have to take off when you see a running lane, um, especially when you have receivers who are struggling to separate. Sometimes you just have to take off. It's Quarterbacks can scramble much better against man than they can against zone because against zone, there's always going to be a guy right in front of you. You know, somebody's zone is going to be right in front of you, which are your scrambling lanes. Whereas against man, the receivers just run all the defenders away from the play. So there's typically going to be green grass to run to, and that's what Sam did in that game. So that might be, you know, quietly one of the most important plays of the game. And then Jets put together a three-play touchdown drive after that. They forced a three and out. Uh, on defense then they put the, so they got the ball back down 27-24 um Darnold it was a short pass to Bell for 11 there was a pass to Crowder for 25 there was an interference penalty on a deep throw to Robbie Anderson and then Le'Veon Bell scored from a yard out and that was pretty much the game the Jets then tacked on a field goal for insurance later later on and they came away with the victory now if we're talking about you know negative performances from the game, Nate Harrison would have to be at the at the top of the list, and you know I think everybody's been hopeful about him because you you know you're looking for something at the corner position. He at least early on had played better than Trumaine Johnson. This was a ghastly performance though. I mean, he had to be benched in this game. The Giants were constantly going after him. He was committing penalty after penalty. It was ugly for Nate Harrison. Um, the touchdown he allowed, my goodness. I mean, he pretty much got faked out of his shoes um, and had to be put on the bench. Um, other bad performances, offensive line. Offensive line is what it is. I mean, it's just no matter who they put in there, Beecham was back for this one. They can't block anybody. It's that, I mean, I, I like to get more technical than that, but I don't know how to get more technical than they can't block anybody because it's true. They can't block anybody. Um, Alex Lewis, in particular, his game's really fallen off the last couple of the the last couple of weeks. You know, I think we had all been hoping for. Um, again, when the Jets, the Jets traded for Lewis in the preseason, the way they traded for Harrison, right now it looks like neither. You know, after some early positive signs, it looks like ne- neither case do the Jets really have the, where the Jets able to, to acquire a starting caliber player. Um, so those are you. Know, those are the areas where, where things did not look great. Brian Poole gave up a ton. Brian Poole's been good, though, this year. At corner, he's probably been the one positive development. Uh, so I don't want to get on Brian Poole too much for giving up a touchdown. Um, you know, it's so it was not – look, the Jets are the Jets are what they are right now. They're, this is not a great football team. This is still a – look, the Giants are – Giants might be the worst team in the league at this point. Um, Jets beat them by seven, so – you at least, uh, you know, you can't say it means nothing because, I mean, look, we went into this game. I was talking about how I thought the Jets were going to lose, first of all, and I thought, talking about how the Jets may be the worst team in the league. So you can't just totally dismiss 
the Jets winning this game. I mean, it does mean something, but it doesn't mean that, you know, as much as they're going to say in the locker room that this means we're back on track, it doesn't. Uh, it's it's one win. It's a win that this team maybe needed to get some of the negativity out of the locker room for a week, but at the end of the day, it's just one win. Now, the Jets have another game against Washington this weekend. They can get themselves on a winning streak. We'll see what happens from there. But that's all for our show today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it. Uh, you can do it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast source. Leave it a good review. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.